What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Coming at you live from a great Fairfield Inn hotel room. It's the FF Wizward back again. I missed a couple episodes. I'm back. I'm better than ever. What's going on, everybody? We have the bald man himself, but he's not going to be talking much because he's a little bit sick. Um, so nobody cares what he has to say, but hi, Christian. And then we have Matt Patricia in the flesh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of ironic that uh, I come back and you leave, and then Christian needs to leave for a day because he couldn't talk. So <laughs> nothing about that. Uh, it was, is it was a weird. It was a weird week. <laughs> nothing about that is ironic. That's a terrible description. Mm. <laughs> Man, this I wish, you, did, I wish you didn't bring your laptop. <laughs> Yeah, me too. No, we would have been in trouble, Randy. <laughs> we would have been in trouble. I can't host tonight. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's going to die. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, no. So, really? <laughs> really? Okay. Um, so, it's our Wednesday or Thursday episode. You're going to be listening to it on Thursday. We're recording on Wednesday. Um, so we're going to talk about our start to sits for week 11. Um, we're going to get a little bit of a Thursday night preview and what should be, I make a disclaimer there that it should be a good game, but we all know how these stupid primetime games have been lately. Um, but first Christian, you know, he, for some reason, Christian just feels the need to tweet stuff. And he he starts an entire uproar. We're almost at the point where we want to tell him to stop tweeting, but we know that's never going to happen. Nah. So we kind of steered into the skid here, and it was a, a very large skid. Like we're talking like multiple car accident skid with Christian <laughs> Dynasty wide receivers that he tweeted out. So we each put together a quick list of twelve, uh, our top twelve Dynasty wide receivers, and we're going to talk about it. Um, but first, uh, subscribe to our YouTube. Apparently, that's a thing. Um, I was unaware. Um, yeah, so we have a YouTube now. We're gonna apparently start posting videos. So you guys, as much as you guys want to see our 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 luscious mugs, you 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 can't. You can see them on YouTube once we get it up and running. We've had, we've had YouTube forever, man. <laughs> we you're just never on it. You we, were we, on we it Christian one night, but it didn't work. Okay, yeah. well, whose fault is that? Yours, your internet's that night. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Not I thought good. you weren't talking today. Uh, yeah, correct. Go, go on. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Do you want, do you want to go? You douche. Um, leave us some. Leave us some Apple Podcast reviews. I don't know why Christian. Every time he types this in the show doc, he always kind of uh, discriminates against Google Podcast. Look, people listen to podcasts on Google Podcast too. So leave us some of those reviews. Feel free. We don't mind. And then. Uh, I don't know. Baldy has some kind of disclaimer that he wants to talk. Oh, it was just that I won't. I won't be talking much. So yeah, we'll it, see how it, that lasts. Well, and I don't. You know, my my reasoning for my starts and sits are going to be basically like a nice, nice two bullet point summary. So uh, just know I can I can tweet out my reasoning if you want me to. Please tell me if you do, because if you don't tell me. I will not do that. So. I don't think anybody cares that much. That's accurate. Yeah, you're you're right. And Randy, you said the Lakers didn't have a pick in the draft. They have a pick at twenty eight. Yeah, they they trade for traded it? it though, but oh, that's how oh, they is this one of those? Is this yeah. one of those where they take a 
make a pick and then I get the right yeah, to trade it. NBA draft picks don't get traded that day, like the NFL. Yeah, right, right. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I guess I didn't. I guess I forgot that they traded for Schroeder yesterday. But anyway, we're a football podcast. Um, so let's do a couple rapid fire Q&A questions that we had from um, some of our followers and otherwise. Uh, first one, pick up Wayne Goldman, who is coincidentally on a bye this week. Or Salvin Ahmed and drop Gio Bernard. I would not drop Gio Bernard because apparently Joe Mixon is dead. Yeah, that's what Christian tweeted out today. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And they've been kind of in the dark with everything with Mixon. So hopefully uh, we learn more. So yeah, definitely don't do this, especially because Ahmed, I don't think, necessarily keeps the job more than a week. And I mean, uh, Geo, obviously, if Mixon's out, Geo is a kind of must play, at least as a flex value uh, this week. So I, I'd We're rather take on three weeks without Mixon practicing. I th- think it's three. I think we're on the third game without Gaskin, too. So that means I think he can come back next week. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would do this late in the week. Uh, if Mixon is yeah. a go, because I, I think Gallman rest of season has way more value than the other two. So, oh, hundred percent. Well, I mean, not if Joe Mixon's dead. Well, yes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Teddy Bridgewater, who might not play this week, or Jameis Winston, who might not play this week. <laughs> it's uh, well, I mean, obviously you have to see what Bridgewater's doing if he's playing or not. If he's, mm, I'll go with the right. And I, I, and I, I don't know. Sean Payton hasn't announced the starter yet. It could be Taysom Hill. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be Taysom Hill. Yeah, it's um, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill stinks. Taysom Hill will get obviously snaps at quarterback because he does already. Um, it is James Winston for me. Yeah, like it's, it's Winston. Yes, same. Thank you for that commentary. All right. Um, <laughs> Standard scoring, uh, Salvin Ahmed, David Moore, Antonio Brown, or Jalen Rager. Um, my my advice here is get out of a standard scoring league. Yeah, that's first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> second, I'll go... Uh, Salvin Ahmed. Uh, yeah, I'll go Ahmed, too, with probably... Well, if Lockett's out, probably more, and then Rager, but Rager with Lockett in. Per Adam Schefter, it sounds like... Lockett is going to play tomorrow. I think so too, but it's the Seahawks and they won't tell us till right before. So, very good. <laughs> I, uh, sorry, I, I should say I would go Ahmed, but I would actually probably, I think I have David Moore ranked above the other two, even if Lockett goes. So, I mean, he, bold. I, I understand. He gets targets, man. He does. So, I mean, yeah. it's just how much they pass. I mean, it yeah. should be a higher-scoring game. So, yeah. All right. Uh, in a PPR league, Malcolm Brown or Devontae Booker? Uh, gross. And gross. Holy um, Brown. Malcolm Brown, I guess. Brown, because he gets going touches. The only reason Booker did is because they sat Jacobs because they were up so much. Yeah. I've got Brown about eight spots ahead. So He's probably like 10 for me. I'm not going to look at that. They're too low. They're too low to man. <laughs> yeah. And then last one, Salvin Ahmed, 
Chase Edmonds, Jonathan Taylor, or Daryl Henderson. Can't believe this is even an argument. Uh, but mm, see, my problem is that Packers running matchup is so good, but Jonathan Taylor is so bad. Um, I'll go Daryl Henderson. I think I have Henderson right the highest out of these four. Chase Edmonds. It is Chase Same. Edmonds for me, right above Henderson, who are all like five spots ahead of JT. I'm just. I'm waiting the week. I'm just he did nothing last week. I'm just he's down the list. Yeah. I'm I'm Edmonds and then JT. So Yeah, I I, I think Ahmed is maybe right next to JT. I, I like I'm not trusting a one week performance really. I mean I know he's been sporadic, but like especially with only one week left, really. <laughs> You done? You talking to the guy mm-hmm. drinking a beer? Yes, I'm done. <laughs> All right, did you finish your... All right, moving on to <laughs> our <laughs> Thursday night preview. A dramatic pause with the beer to talk again. Ooh. I don't know. You drink beer all the time. That's time out. Cool. We just got a. We just got another rapid fire Q and A. I thought so, you weren't talking. I'm Quickly. not trying to, but I so. Assuming Carson's out, who do I start? Pittman, Hyde, Brita, Lazar, Jamal Williams. Well, Brita's out. Hyde, no, he Hyde came back to Pittman. practice today, but he's still relevant, I think. Hyde and Pittman. Uh, oh, he did say two flex spots. Fuck. What were, uh, what were they all for? It's Pittman for sure. But... Yeah, Pittman, Hyde, Brita, Lazard, and Jamal Williams. Ooh. This is if, do, I mean, if, I don't know why. You, out, I'll do Pittman Hyde, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it can be anything else. If, if, yeah. If, yeah. If, He's right. If, I don't expect yeah. a ton from Hyde, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, Hyde did have 18 touches the first time they played Arizona when Carson got hurt. No, I, I'm just saying, like, the only one there that would really be close is if Lazard, in his first week back, gets full snaps and takes over for MVS completely. Or Jamal Williams gets more than fifty percent of the touches, so I'll yeah. take Hyde. Right. Okay. Um, so moving on here to the Thursday night preview, uh, the six and three Arizona Cardinals go on the road to the twelfth man against the six and three Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are home are home and favored by three. It's a fifty-seven and a half point over under. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit already about Chase Edmonds, um, Kenyon Drake. Obviously, and then Carlos Hyde, you can kind of throw in there, and Chris Carson. So for me, the way I view these running backs, if Chris Carson is active, I'm playing Chris Carson. I don't care. If Chris Carson's inactive and I can go get Carlos Hyde, I'm probably playing Carlos Hyde over a lot of different guys. As for the Arizona running backs, I'm playing Kenyon Drake over Chase Edmonds because they already showed in Arizona Drake first week back after being out for a couple, he got more snaps than Chase Edmonds. Edmonds got, I believe it was two carries. And while we've seen Chase Edmonds be relevant even when Kenny Drake's healthy, I think Chase Edmonds has the better chance for a goal line touchdown. So I would favor Kenny Drake over Chase Edmonds, and my rankings reflect that. Uh, I think I agree with everything he just said. Yeah, I, I think they uh, did kind of give Edmonds a little bit of a break last week after having to carry the load for a few weeks with Drake out. 
Um, and I'm not sure it's completely. And he did nothing with it. But yeah, I said they gave him a break. <laughs> of course they no, did. I know, that. I know. That I'm just, but like, yeah, oh, that was like floating. he had decent. I'm, weeks. I'm he saying float or nothing. Yeah, like, but he didn't do nearly as much as we thought he would. With well, no, but yeah, I'm not sure he really could be a workhorse necessarily. So it's, I mean, I understand. Yeah, uh, he's but, not eating Heinz. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so I'll agree. I think it's the same, but I think uh, Edmonds can have a bigger role this week. I still think Drake gets the majority, though. Yeah, for sure. And and like I said, I I think Drake has a better chance for a tough sound. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, and then uh, wide receivers as the other thing we'll talk about in this game. So DK Metcalf, even though he's going to get Patrick Peterson again, you're going to play him anyway. Yeah. Um, Tyler Lockett, if if Tyler Lockett plays, you're playing him. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, if you're benching him, stop listening to our podcast. Shut off. Deactivate your account and just stop. Um, Accurate. <laughs> and, but I think the only real question mark, uh, assuming Lockett is healthy, because if, Lock- if Lockett's in, I'm not playing David Moore. If Lockett's out, then maybe I would consider more. But is Christian Kirk. Um, he has, uh, I believe it's multiple weeks now with over, um, seven targets. And this is obviously a very, very, very good matchup. Um, I'm sorry. He has eight targets, eight targets and six. The last time he played Seattle, he had eight targets, five for 37, uh, and, but did catch two touchdowns. Um, so he's had at least six targets in three straight weeks. Um, if I would be okay starting him as a like a third wide receiver i don't think i trust the volume to be uh, like a a wide receiver too but um as a third guy or a flex i'd I'd definitely be okay with it yeah i think um i mean eight targets is a wide receiver two target share really but his targets aren't like high value at least most weeks he's Mm -hmm. had some explosion here there so I believe I have him wide receiver like 26 or 27 in the week. So I think that's on average where he should finish. And if he gets one or two big plays, obviously he's going to be higher than that. But I think that's where you should feel safe playing him. So yeah, uh, flex wide receiver three type area. Yep. I'll talk about him later. Oh, <laughs> could you give us a, a designation of it? Like a one, two, three, four, seven, 22. What, what are we? What do you mean, like red right eighty eight, like a wide receiver one two three or four? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking, talking about. about it. I'm just saying. Can two, you... two, 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 two. Thank two. you. This fucking guy can't talk, but he's still difficult. I don't understand. And it's Christian. <laughs> it's baldness. Yeah, that too. He's just upset. He doesn't have hair. Um. <laughs> all right. I think so. he's been over that for a long time. Well, I don't know. Um, Who wins? Oof. I'll go Seattle. They should have won the last one. They took their foot off the gas. I think they come back and win by... Shout out to Zane Gonzalez. Uh, You know, three is a good line. It really is. I'll say they win plus four. I will... Yeah. Seattle wins. I don't know if they cover, but they win. Seattle wins if Carson plays. If Carson doesn't play, I think Arizona takes it. 
Also, I know the Seahawks, the last thing I, I kind of want to talk about, then we'll get into our stars. I know the Seahawks are like a pretty common Super Bowl pick. I just, I don't get it. I, I don't. No defense can be that bad and win a damn Super Bowl. It just can't happen. I mean, when was the last time that there was a defense as bad as Seattle's that won? As, as 2020. Bad. Uh, no, yeah, 2020. It's definitely year for it. As bad. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, good one. I, know, I just bet the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs no. defense down the stretch. It was, yeah, it, was it wasn't. Was at least middle of the road, I'll say. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, like the Eagles, when they won, their secondary wasn't the best, but they had. Yeah, but they still had a really good front seven. I mean, think about yeah. it. What no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, Other I. Like, than- other than Bobby Wagner, what playmaker on defense does Seattle have? Jamal, Jordan, Jamal Adams is hurt again. Shut up. Adams, I mean... I mean, but Adams is hurt again. Griffins, the Griffins are decent. I don't know, man. Exactly. Like, they're decent, but no. I mean, this. if you look at, like, every legitimate stat when it comes to uh, Seattle's defense, I'm pretty sure they're last. If not, yeah, they're but if you look at every staff of their offense, they're top five. That's that's why. It's but still- that's the thing. The Rams kind of showed, like the. I mean, when the Rams beat them last week, the Rams' defense is good. If if you can somehow slow down that offense in any way, you're still going to score the other way. No, and I agree. Rams, the Rams controlled that game. If, you, if your offense could put up 40, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Right, yeah, I, I get that too, but I don't know. It's just like you think about recent memory. Like, There's never been a defense that bad to win, um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's, let, is it my turn to start this time? Well, it is, yes, but okay. did we do the – we didn't do the dynasty wide receivers. Oh, crap, you're right. All right, so let, – Let Christian start because he yeah. – He's the one that made the tweet and argue with me, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me find it. Hang on. Sorry. You had um, all this time to pull it up. We even talked about it before the show started. I was typing in mine, and you could have pulled up yours. I accidentally killed Twitter, dude. Um, it's only on Twitter. I didn't type it anywhere else. Um, okay. So I, I put out the first one, and then I updated it today. Number one, Devontae Adams. Pretty easily. Uh what he's doing is insane. I don't Terry know if we have to. I, I was going to say, I don't like, I, I would say just list your 12 and then we can kind of narrate after because I'm sure yeah. we're going to have a lot of the same ones. Yeah. Terry Kill at two, Calvin Ridley at three, DeAndre Hopkins at four, Stefan Diggs at five, Terry McLaurin at six, Justin Jefferson is the newcomer at seven, at eight, DK Metcalf, which is the controversial one, number nine, Chris Godwin, number 10, Michael Thomas, number 11, AJ Brown, number 12, Keenan Allen. All right, Randy, I'll go next. All right. Um, Devontae Adams, one, DK Metcalf at two. Coincidentally, I have both of them in my Cleveland Dynasty League. Uh, thank you for that trade, Dan. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at three. I still have Michael Thomas, four. AJ Brown five, Tyreek Hill six, CD Lamb seven, Calvin Ridley eight, Chris Godwin nine, and then back to back rookies again. I do have Jerry Judy ten, Justin Jefferson eleven, and Terry McLaurin twelve. Yeah, I'm just not all that impressed with the rookies uh that far yet. So I'll go through mine. It's Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, then DK Metcalf, then Calvin Ridley to support Christian. Then Hopkins, then Michael Thomas, just because he's been hurt all year. I still think he's 
a top-end guy. Then Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, and D.J. Moore rounds it out. I know he's uh, had a little bit of a shaky play this year off and on, but he's still ultra young, and he's still really good. You notice no rookies because they really have been hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, the, the stat that put Justin Jefferson up there for me, I had CD at 12 before. Average depth of target? No, it's the yards per route run is yeah, the best, the second best mark since the stat began, um, which is even more absurd because he didn't like even play in the first couple of weeks. So he he is my top rookie receiver on this list. I'll say that. That makes sense. But, I and and I had CD over him before the game the other night, but I, I flipped him. What he did just the other night against a good secondary was was enough for me. Dude's crazy. I, I have CD actually right behind him, and it's just it was hard to put Jefferson above him with QB play looking towards the future. Uh, obviously, one has, in theory, Dak for most of his career, and one has Kirk Cousins for another year. So that's, you know what I mean? It it, it plays a role for wide receivers. It really does. Yeah, so I guess uh, my my reasoning for DK being so low, I you know, I, I have been impressed with what he's done this year. The only thing I haven't been impressed with is, you know, when he does see the number one corner. Like Jalen Ramsey freaking shut him down. Patrick Peterson shut him down. He has gotten the best of some, um, but – because I think he he did well against Gilmore, he did well against Trey White, uh, but the hit or miss type of thing, plus the fact that I believe Tyler Lockett has one more year there, and then yeah. that contract, yeah, yeah. So past that, like you know, I I think yeah, I, number one, I think Terry McLaurin's a better receiver, and so. I tried not to put Terry McLaurin three, four, or five uh, because I think one and two of Adams and Hill are pretty solidified just because of their situations. But, you know, I I, I had to look at it like, you know, Calvin Ridley's going to get – he's going to be the number one receiver soon, and he's shown that he can do that. Whereas DK, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still skeptical that this is sustainable. I – his style of play and his rapid growth this year makes me think it is. Uh, not, I mean, receivers are going to have dud games against good corners every now and then. That's just. Gonna You're happen. also talking an extra year for uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, but at that age, it's not like life and death that old. Uh, yeah, but uh, you think about it too. Calvin Ridley gets to learn from one of, if not the best, oh, wide receivers ever doing. He's it. for a reason. <laughs> Because he's really good. He has Julio and he has Matt Ryan for what seems like probably three or four more years. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty good uh, length, at least with the quarterback. Hopkins is set for life now with Kyler. Michael Thomas, I did drop all the way six because there's some question marks there. Terry is all the way at seven, basically because there's question marks with quarterback, honestly. Like, he, he's playing like he's top five right now, honestly. But there's he's a little bit older. You got to take into account. Quarterback play, it's just eh. All right. Let's do it. 
Let's get it. Let's get some. Let's get it for some starts and sits. I will start this time at the quarterback position. I was going to say Ben Roethlisberger, but I do have another Steeler in this group, um, and I felt like it was kind of um, low-hanging fruit there. So we, it's very well documented my feelings on this player. It's it's my boy Kirky C, and he does not get as much respect as he deserves, which he should. Um, so his last two games, week nine against Detroit, decent matchup. Week 10 against Chicago, bad matchup. Primetime Kirk Cousins. We all know how bad primetime Kirk Cousins is. He's thrown for five touchdowns, one interception the last two weeks. And he's thrown for over 200 yards in both games to put up a uh, 30 point and a 28 point fantasy performance. And now he gets the Dallas Cowboys defense. Now, granted, the Dallas Cowboys are off a bye week, but personally, I don't care. The Dallas Cowboys are still very bad. And uh, when I brought this up um, before the show started, when I um, presented my starts and sets, Christian's argument, which which is a fair argument to make, I'm sure it's it's probably one that other people are making too, is that oh well, the um, the Steelers did not have nearly as much success as you would have expected for a team going against Dallas. And while I do agree with that, and it's kind of hard not to, um, I get the feeling the Steelers were just thinking they could coast to a win, seeing that they were going against Garrett fucking Gilbert. And they kind of just got punched in the mouth early um, with which, who would have thought that you would ever say that about the Cowboys, uh, um, especially offensively. Um, But while that game was a little bit different for uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger still finished as a quarterback eight in week nine. He put up 25 fantasy points. So I don't see why that can't happen again. I mean, you look at it, uh, two out of the last four matchups for them, they've given up top eight QB performances. The other two that they didn't was to uh, Kyle Allen, who everybody knows my thoughts on Kyle Allen, and Christian's favorite quarterback in the NFL, Carson Wentz. No, I guess he's on mute. I thought he was going to laugh at that. I was. Carson Wentz sucks. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think Kirk Cousins can go out there and and stay hot like he has been. And we all know that Kirk Cousins is a very streaky fantasy player. When he gets it going, he gets it going, and he starts yelling things like, you like that, at the cameras and stuff like that. And so he's in one of his hot streaks, and I think he's going to continue it this week against Dallas. I mean, I... I don't hate it. I just like your other one better. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, obviously people would like Ben Roethlisberger against Jacksonville. It was pretty easy. That's yeah. really the only argument I would have to make for that. That's true. <laughs> well, I'll go into mine because Christian's not talking. Uh, I'm going to go with Cam Newton. Uh, in one of the toughest matchups in the league against the Ravens last week, combined with bad weather, he still brought in a QB1 performance. Texans defense is obviously much worse than the Ravens. With Nikhil Harry most likely back this week, I think this will be a solid top 10 week for Cam. Uh, Texans have allowed the second most fantasy points to the QBs this year. I've been picking on this matchup. Uh, Christian did last week with Baker until weather became a factor at Cleveland. Uh, I'm calling another 20-plus point game, which spells give me one for uh, performance. Didn't Cam have Harry back Sunday night? Uh, no, I don't believe so. 
Hey, if he, he if he was, he was limited. So I, okay, I, I was gonna say he play, He definitely played. Um, in fairness, he threw to Myers and Bird <laughs> the entire time. So that's yeah, that's what I was going with. No, I I was gonna if 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 you didn't pick Cam, I was gonna pick Cam. Yeah, as my third. Well, I figured. All right, and then Christian start of the week is James Winston. Let's move on. Um, oh, I, 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 I do want to say one thing. Damn it, one thing. He gets the Falcons, and Taysom Hill's not going to fucking start. So pick up Jameis <laughs> and start him as a QB one this week. That's shout out to that! Shout out to that guy on Twitter that you were arguing with about the... about Taysom Hill. He goes after yeah. everyone, dude. Everyone. And he's like, can you imagine how insufferable that guy would be if Taysom Hill does get a starting job next year? He won't. Yeah. But if he did. Just Listen, a little man, nervous though. I, I'm all for. Stick it with your guys and all that shit, but like, but don't be obnoxious about it. Yeah, he, don't be obnoxious. Don't. I just don't understand the fight when wide receivers are throwing more balls than him in their career. Like, if you really think he's a top tier solid quarterback, he'd be starting somewhere. Yeah. All right, let's go into running backs. Um, so this is the other Pittsburgh Steeler that I uh, I picked, um, which is kind of one of the reasons I didn't pick Roethlisberger. James Conner, it's now there's some questions about what the hell is going on with James Conner, and it's a fair point. He didn't get, uh, he had 30 yards last week on, um, uh, let me pull it up here. He had 36 yards on 13 carries and only caught two balls for 12 yards in a game that the Steelers had in hand pretty much the, the whole way against Cincinnati. But, th- and obviously there's the injury risk with James Conner. You never know if he's dealing with something, but I do think this is a get right game for James Conner. It's a great matchup. I mean, Jacksonville is 26th against fantasy running backs, uh, averaging just about 24 fantasy points per game to the running back position. I don't see a scenario where Benny Snell really takes a lot of the uh, production away. And even as I know Anthony McFarland has been out there a little bit more. I, I still feel like James Conner is the guy that they want to go to. Um, Jacksonville has been has been pretty bad against uh, running backs um, the last three weeks. The all top twenty finishes uh, against Detroit in week six, the second best finish, and against Cincinnati in week four, second best finish. So Jacksonville is a matchup that you could exploit. We all expect Pittsburgh to be up early, uh, be scoring often against the Jaguars. So I'm I'm still confident with James Conner this week. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I don't know what's been up with him in the last couple of weeks, but I'm all for him taking a turn for the better this week. <laughs> uh, I'll go into mine. A guy that's really been turned on of late, DeAndre Swift, the rookie. Two explosive games so far on this rookie campaign, and I'm seeing another one this week. An RB4 performance last week with almost 26 points. He ran well all game, but yet again was just a huge factor in the passing game. Five catches for 68 yards and a score. He had 22 routes run that game, and he honestly was a clear lead back in that whole scheme. Uh, I do think he does that yet again uh, with Peterson and on Johnson really being an afterthought. Panthers have allowed the fourth most points to running backs this year. They did start off last week's game uh, looking better against the run, and then Ronald Jones had a 98-yard run, I believe, and started to go downhill from there. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, yet again. I think uh, Swift is explosive enough to hit those kind of plays. I think he gets about, I'm not going to predict yardage, but I think he has another RB2 close to RB1 performance. Yeah, 
go read my piece on DeAndre Swift. It's on our website, thecutffb.com. Or don't. I don't really care. <laughs> you should. That actually, <clears throat> that's one that caught the eye of some people because I highlighted how he's fucking trucking people now, and he didn't do that he as much in college. in college. No. So it's it's fun to watch. Um, he did his uh, left foot has his uh, juke to the left every time. Yeah, yes. now he's trucking people. All right, my start of the week is Kalen Balaj. I know how that sounds, but I have Kalen Balaj ranked as a, a back-end RB2 this week. Uh, he's had 16 fantasy points and 15 in back-to-back games. He saw 72% of snaps last week, and he gets the Jets this week. It's a revenge game, and Anthony Lynn came out today and said he is our guy. I think this is the end of Joshua Kelly. I think Troy Main Pope is bad. When was the beginning of Joshua Kelly? Well, I I don't think it's the end for good. I don't think they're gonna like go out and sign Kalen Balaj to some big extension. But I do think that Joshua Kelly for the remainder of this year is is donezo because Kalen Balaj is gonna hang twenty fantasy points on the Jets this week. So I don't know, maybe. I will say we we thought that when they played the Chiefs that Bell and Clyde were going to do that. They did not. So we'll see. It's true. I I, I'm, say, not, though, I'm like, not a true believer in Balazs. So. No, I'm done. not either. But he does also have seven catches over the last two weeks. That he He's being utilized in more of a workhorse of, role than you'd be like expect him to, at least. None of which were him ducking when the ball was thrown to him. Who did that? Remember. You don't remember that clip of Kalen Balaj when he was with uh, Miami the still? Dolphins, yeah. 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 When, oh, yeah. Fitz, uh, I, yeah. I think Fitz goes to throw to him and he ducks. Um, yeah. All right. Wide receivers. So I'm going to do it. I'm taking a shot here. Uh, a guy that everybody has kind of left for dead uh, the, last, the last few weeks. Um, my start of the week, it's Amari Cooper. Look, who would have thought that I would ever say that these words would ever come out of my mouth? that Andy Dalton is back and he's the savior of this Dallas Cowboys offense. Andy Dalton was activated off the COVID list, does seem like he's going to play this week. And in the two weeks that Andy Dalton was the starter for Dallas, uh, Amari Cooper had 17 targets, which, which led all three of those receivers for the Cowboys. Um, it's, a, it's a great matchup against Minnesota. Uh, they are currently 28th against opposing wide receivers. Even, even Nick Foles, who put up Two fantasy points, I believe, on Monday Night Football. Wide receivers still finished as, combined as uh, they had an 18th uh, finish uh, for Minnesota. Minnesota is a great matchup that you want to exploit. I, I I believe that the rapport is there between Andy Dalton and Amari Cooper. Like I said, he had 17 targets. He had seven catches both weeks when Andy Dalton was back there. He had basically had 80 yards both games, and he had a touchdown in week six. I think Cooper jumps back into more fancy relevance because Andy Dalton is going to look to him a lot. I mean, that's what we all hope for. So I'm with you. Uh, I mean, he, he needs to be the top end wide receiver again. And hopefully uh, Dalton brings that back. Yeah, not that Michael Gallup guy. Cause that guy stinks. No, that guy's gone. Yeah. That guy he, he, I, I think I saw a stat where he has like 17 targets over the last two weeks or something like that. Something crazy. He has, he has 19, but because one of those was Ben DiNucci. Fuck right. off. Well, 
<laughs> All right. Uh, I'll move to mine. It's actually going to be another rookie here, T. Higgins. He's not even the I'm not even the highest on him this week, but you could pretty much add T to the list of rookie wide receivers. So you could start every week now. He's at at least 18 points in three of the last four games, 22 and a half on the Steelers defense of all defenses, double digits in every game since week three. Higgins is the, is the second or even third option or receiver, I should say, on plays every week. And he's never going to get that top quarter or get double teamed. Uh, I, I think you can trust him every week. Burrow's comfortable with him. Uh, and I think he's making the big plays. So I, I'm going to ride him yet again this week to another wide receiver two performance. And uh, I, I think that's just the way it's going to go. <laughs> yep. I I like it. I I think I have him as a high end uh, wide receiver two or something like that. Uh, speaking of high end wide receiver twos, we mentioned him at the top of the show. Christian Kirk is my wide receiver start of the week. Last time he played Seattle, he hung twenty fantasy points on them. He, like Sean said, he that was backed mostly by touchdowns. But the thing about Christian Kirk this year is. You can expect touchdowns. He scored six in eight games. I think he gets another one at least this week. I think, you know, I think the passing attack is going to be fine for Arizona. I don't think they have any concern about Seattle uh, clamping them down. It sucks that it's a short week and they're coming off such a big win, um, which was an unbelievable play that we didn't get to talk about because we did not have a show Monday. But uh, Christian Kirk, good at football, good against the Seahawks today. Today, yeah. <laughs> I, I won't argue. I, I've made uh, my point. I think he's a back-end wide receiver two in the week uh, mm-hmm. or right past that, but I think that's a safe bet. I didn't want to get all uh, ballsy with him this week because he is somewhat hit or miss, but I, I think he has a good week. I, I Honestly, I couldn't find a spot for him because – I wanted to put him like twenty, but I just didn't. Ha- I didn't have it in me. <laughs> All right, everybody's favorite, the tight end position. My start of the week this week is. Wait for it. This guy's such a fucking cock. Darren Waller. Oh, that's who we're going with. That's who. That's who we're going with. <laughs> you gotta spin again. You gotta spin again. Waller. It can't be a top three dude, man. Come on. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. Why are they even on the list? Jared Cook. Jared Cook. We'll take it. Jared Cook. Start of the week, Jared Cook. I feel full confident in that. That's actually a good one. To back you up on that, Jameis, uh, while he didn't exclusively target tight ends, he did target tight ends uh, during his time in Tampa Bay. Uh, He made Cameron Brate a real thing, and now he's resurfacing. Uh, But yeah. So, and for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed that because that is how I'm going to be picking tight ends the rest of the year. The worst. He really is. Yep. <laughs> I'll go into mine. A uh, guy I, I uh, targeted early in the year when he was getting all the targets, and now that he's gotten reduced targets, he's doing much better. So I'm going to go with Logan Tavas, who caught four of six targets for 66 yards last week with Alex Smith at the helm for the first time. Three double-digit games in the last four. So he's finally becoming a regular, reliable option at tight end. Uh, He's going to be on that back end, tight end one, every single week, in my opinion, with a high chance to get much higher with 
Uh, I mean, a touchdown. They do. They have been scoring. I mean, Terry's kind of leading down the field. I will say with uh, McKissick and Gibson, but hopefully, uh, Logan Tops could sneak in the end zone this week. Yep, my guy's Austin Hooper. Our boy uh, Nick Gotti asked me Hooper or Ebron this week, which we probably could have put in the rapid fire segment, but oh well. <laughs> um, my bad. Uh, and I said Hooper because I think Philadelphia's run defense is good enough that Chubb and Hunt might struggle a little bit. I think the Eagles should be able to keep up as much as I hate Carson Wentz. Their offense should be able to put up points on the Browns. Uh, so the Browns are going to have to pass the ball, and they're, I would say, probably top target, although it's probably still Jarvis, but uh, one of their top targets is Austin Hooper, and all you care about with tight ends at this point is targets. So <laughs> that's that's where I'm, I'm going here. I'm with it. I was on that train last week. Uh, just the passing volume wasn't really there. So uh, it is also supposed to be windy again. So it, it's, it's, it's supposed to rain. Also, can we get like uh, I know Cleveland? I know it's so always frozen, it's so- like this. I know, I know. We think it's this fucking advantage in Cleveland because we're all hardos that we have no dome and no no roof. It's 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 the world's it's the world's stupidest stadium placement. No, and because of where it is and everything, the wind swirls. It needs a fucking dome. It's awful. (laughs) It's the dumbest thing ever to put that there. I I mean, yeah, but it's there, so put a fucking dome on. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, all right. Uh, what are we talking about before we do our sets, Christian? Oh, Randy, talk about Thrive Fantasy. Oh, really, okay. really quickly though. Mugs fly together. Use promo code Cut Fifteen. They have awesome mugs. Uh, I would have a better ad read if I my voice wasn't cracking as we speak. So, uh, sorry, mugs fly together. I'll get you next week. I'll get you next week. They it is a great site. They have some fun mugs. They don't have this enormous uh options but it's because they have personalized like real good choices so it's not all basic shit every place like you're gonna get your dad everywhere else at least get him a mug that he might like (laughs) uh and then for thrive i guess i have to talk about it because i did place third in my tournament last week uh (laughs) and i only lost because teddy bridgewater got hurt i will stay with that to the end i was one i was half a reception away from Robbie Anderson getting me that extra point I needed to get first place. Still pissed about that. But it is a very fun prop betting site for fan- daily fantasy sports. Uh, it's Honestly, it's 20 different lines you have to choose from. You have to pick 10, 2 in case of emergency, in case people uh, get hurt before the game or whatever. Uh, but it is honestly my favorite way to play DFS at this point. I'm still winning money on DraftKings and FanDuel, and that's why we do the Saturday show. But I have way more fun on this. The lines are way more fun to pick from. It's the future of Daily Fantasy. I, I'm all in on Thrive. And if you guys want to as well, use our code THECUT uh, for at 20 to $50. Whatever you deposit, they will match it, and that's just free money. I mean, you're going to win free money anyways with hopefully our advice and your smart gambling, but <laughs> might as well take the free money they're just going to give you. Yep. Yes. All right, uh, so some guys that we're kind of out on this week. Me, For me, the two guys that I'm going to bring up here are guys that if you still have them rostered, f- 
feel free to drop them. I don't think there's any point in holding on to these guys anymore. The first sit of the week in drop candidate is Philip Lindsay. Um, hey, I said his name right. doesn't matter anymore. Um, so if you look at the statistics, uh, specifically the snap counts, since he's been back on the field and been healthy again, 44% week eight, 38% week nine, and 30% week 10. Whereas Melvin Gordon is still getting the consistent 56%, 59%, and 56%. Melvin Gordon is still the primary running back here. Uh, Phil Lindsay is doing nothing. He's not getting any targets whatsoever. He's not getting catches. Um, and, and Melvin Gordon is still getting the. While Melvin Gordon hasn't looked good either, he's still being. He's still the primary guy. He's getting the touches, and if if they get around the goal line, Melvin Gordon's the guy that's in there. I'm totally fine dropping Phil Lindsay. I don't think he's valued at all this year. Obviously, if Melvin Gordon got hurt. It's a different story, but if these two guys are healthy to play out the rest of the season, I don't think Philip Lindsay has any value. Well, yeah, you can go, Christian. Go. I was just going to say, I do not condone that whatsoever, um, and not because of my preconceived what I thought Lindsay would be. It's that, you know, the 44% of snaps, he still scored 15 fantasy points because he was ultra, ultra efficient. The last two have been game script dependent, where Yes, he why do you why do you think that Denver's going to be winning any of these games? So I don't think they'll be winning necessarily, but I do think that week fourteen and week sixteen with the Panthers and the Chargers, I think Lindsay stays on the field quite a bit. So I, I think he has some value in your, your playoffs. That's but why I, but what what has what has shown that Lindsay would stay on the field? I mean the point is that when they're in neutral game scripts, he's on the field. And obviously, but, like, I don't see them keeping up with Miami or New Orleans or Kansas City or Buffalo. So those weeks, like, yeah, it it would suck to waste a, a roster spot. But, you know, I, I think you can probably start him up in 14 and 16. I know there, hasn't, scary, there hasn't been a single week this year where Philip Lindsay's played more snaps than Melvin Gordon. I don't know that that's accurate. The so. only the only week was when when Melvin Gordon was out. He Lindsay got sixty three percent of the snaps. But looking at Melvin Gordon's snap counts, sixty three percent, seventy eight, sixty three, seventy nine, then fifty nine, fifty six, fifty nine, fifty six. Philip Lindsay the other way, thirty two. Then he was out. But then sixty three in the week that he was out, that Melvin Gordon was out. Nineteen, forty four, thirty eight, thirty. Melvin yeah. Gordon is still the guy. Yeah, he is. But game script wise, like I think you'll be able to start Lindsay. Yeah, I, I don't. I would take advantage of Sean telling your league mates to drop him and stash him for those weeks. Plus, he's right. still a high-value handcuff. All right, All right. My, my next. I'm going to go because Sean didn't scroll down before he put this in here. One of my sits of the week is No, I saw. Melvin. Yeah, I saw yours was Gordon. It's going to be Melvin Gordon, and I'll tell you why. It doesn't fucking matter if Melvin Gordon gets hurt. You don't want Philip Lindsay. The Broncos can't fucking run the ball, yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they just aren't able to stick to the run game at all. Only six runs in the first 20 plays last week, 14 times in the first half. I know they were down quick, but this has been a trend that we have been seeing. They're just not able to run at all. And in a split backfield this with Lindsey and Freeman, because Freeman's getting work now because the other two are struggling. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I don't want to touch this right now. Obviously, if you have Melvin Gordon, he's probably a running back part for you that you have to play him every week and hope he gets mm-hmm. a touchdown. This backfield is bad, plain and simple. He's an RB2 ceiling 
every week only for touchdowns. So let's, not I, limit it to I, the, let's not limit it to the backfield. This Broncos offense is – Drew well, Locke looks atrocious. Drew Locke had a bad week. He came in a little banged up. Raiders are blitzing every single play. He got rocked early, and he just kept getting hit. I mean, plain and simple, they had a really bad week last week. But prior to that, Drew Locke was playing amazing. Yeah, the two weeks prior. But it, but it was it was the fourth quarter of both weeks. He won. I, I don't like. What does it? It doesn't matter if it's the fourth quarter if he's still doing well. Yeah, I mean, I'll what take game, what game did, wait? What game did they win? They beat the Chargers. No, they didn't. Yeah, they no. did. Did they? They beat the Chargers. Oh, was yeah. that the game that was that the game with the pass interference in the end zone? Yeah. 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 Nah, it's Drew Lock. Herbert can't win. Drew Lock uh, is sucked. I, I he played awful last week, that's for sure. But he got absolutely rocked in the first quarter. <laughs> like he got rocked as hard, probably harder than Drew Brees did, and Drew Brees broke ribs and punctured a lung. <laughs> a note with Drew Locke too is his first six games, everyone was touting him as the truth, and then his next six games, people are saying, Oh, he should get benched, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. Well, Just, don't that sound familiar? Right. Let the man fucking <laughs> develop. He was never, you know. He was a second-round pick. It's not like he was expected to come in and be a, a dog right away. But he will be someday. He, um, yeah. he just has to find his rhythm. That's Yeah. My my first sit, Mike Evans. Uh, so I think Mike Evans is going to get most of Jalen Ramsey, and that's literally the only reason that I would not I – wouldn't, I wouldn't even play Mike Evans. There are probably – I don't know where I have him ranked. I think like 39. Um, yeah, so I would play Corey Davis. I would play MVS even with Lazard back. I would play Travis Fulgham. I would play Jacoby Myers even with uh, Nikhil back. Like there, are, I would play Jalen Rager. Like there are countless guys that I would play over Mike Evans, and you shouldn't have to play him this week, especially since Jalen Ramsey has limited uh, Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf to five total catches on the year. So I. To back this up, me and you both have him at wide receiver 41 on the week for a, a nice consensus wide receiver 35 <laughs> on, for all of us. And it's just, it's the bad matchup. And there's just weird, bad, like, chemistry with Brady right now. I know him being banged up to start the year, no offseason, really. There's There's some chemistry issues everywhere in the NFL. But, Jesus. Like... It, it seems like if it's not a quick pass, they can't get on the same page. So, I mean, hopefully that turns about, but it's not going to do that this week. Uh, oh, am I next again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, yeah, because I skipped ahead. All right, I'll go. My second one is going to be Henry Ruggs. Uh, I love the talent. He played amazing in the Week 5 win against the Chiefs. It's actually his best game of the year, but it was only two catches for 118, and that includes a 72-yard score. I'm not chasing the points from that week five matchup. I'm assuming the Chiefs are going to do all they can to stop getting beat deep because that's what the Raiders have been doing great since week five, honestly. Um, I I don't think they're going to let themselves lose like that. I don't think they're going to let Ruggs get deep. That's that's basically what I'm going to go with. So I, I'm not chasing points. I'm, I'm going to have him uh, on my bench pretty much everywhere, even in the one dynasty that we're in together. <laughs> I finally mentioned them because I'm just not, I'm not taking the chance. Yeah. Speaking of dynasties, we're in together. Sean, how are we doing in that one? 
seven and three, I believe. It's not a dynasty league. Yeah, it's not. It's an IDP. Yeah. Only. It just made me think because you said the one we're in together. Um. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm gonna tell you my next sit now. Um. <laughs> Matthew Same Stafford. guy. Oh wait, no, it's not. no, that's Sean. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, listen, I know that he's a dog. I know he could be getting Kenny Galladay back this week. He probably will be. Um, I know he's my A1, but, you know, a torn ligament in your thumb isn't really something I want to fuck with if I don't have to, and I don't have to. I, I talked about Jameis Winston as my start. You know, I'd, I'd start Jameis Winston. I'd start 17 guys before I started Matthew Stafford, so I'd still consider him in, in two quarterback leagues, if I had to, but he's not a guy I, I'm loving this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with Kenny Galladay back, it does bump him a bit, but you're right. That that injury is nothing to just pass along. I know he's a tough guy. I know he's going to play through it, but I, I'm worried about it. Yes. And my other guy uh, to round out here is uh, much to Randy's this May. Marquise Brown, there's no way fault. you can play him right now. It, it might not be his fault. It might be more Lamar Jackson, but there is absolutely zero way you can play. He's had a total of six catches for, uh, quick math, quick math, quick math, 55 yards the last three weeks combined. Yep. Oof. Nope, uh, Lamar has somehow regressed as a passer. It's it's pretty He's, sad to see. In in PPR leagues, Marquise Brown is currently the wide receiver forty six. Yep, and uh, I mean honestly, it's not it's not all Lamar. I don't think his route tree is uh, expanded much going into this year. Uh, but again, no offseason. Not a lot of and, he's, and he's, it, he's drawing he's drawing the better cornerbacks, and he's not doing anything with it. Yeah, hundred percent. He can outrun everyone. He's plain and simple. He can. But well, when Lamar, you if, he, if, he, if you outrun everyone, the ball needs. To be yeah, there. the ball has to get there, which it's not. So yeah. he's having he's having to do his work on slant routes, and he's he's not a big guy, so he's not comfortable necessarily going across the middle every play. So also, I, I, oh, yeah, I think you can drop. I actually did. Uh, he, he's like wide receiver eighty something in points per game, so I'd say probably. I dropped him for Jacoby Myers. Fair, fair, fair <laughs> until Edelman comes back. I guess I, you know. I don't think Edelman does come back, man. I'm not quite sure. I man. think he's retired. I don't know about that, but depends. All on right, when it. All right, that's it. We're done. <laughs> All Sweet. right. Rankings are updated. Well, <laughs> yeah, they are. It's ironic that she said sweet before that because they're mostly updated. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to put his hit the rest of his in. If not, this is what we're rolling with, which sucks for tight ends because Sean's a. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't, baby. If he doesn't, we'll find a consensus somewhere and use that for sweet. But yeah, for those of you who don't know, Sweet oh, actually much, Sweet actually got a new job and moved states and everything, so he's in the process valid, of dealing with all that. So he's a little uh, how valid is the consensus if two of the four are the same exact rankings? 
Well, that's your lazy ass problem. <laughs> no, it's not my lazy ass problem. No, it's your laziness, Sean. It's my hating tight ends to the point where I don't you even can care use excuses, about it's laziness. <laughs> it's Travis Kelsey or bust. Just go, oh. go listen to some 2000s pop punk. Wear a black hot topic shirt and do your tight ends, please. Oh, good one, Randy. You know what? Just for that, I'm spinning the wheel again to see who my second tight end is going to be this week. Oh my god, this guy! Oh, uh, while he does that, oh, no offense. Oh. Yeah, top five. Uh, is that how you're going to do your rankings? Because I actually enjoy that. That's no, fun. I'm not. No, I'm not <laughs> spending that time. I take more time. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I started uh, watching some more college film today, and uh, tweeted out some. Some what shouldn't be considered hot takes, but what were labeled hot takes, and that's Javante Williams RB one, Justin uh, Fields QB one, Justin Fields QB one. That is confirmed after watching some tape today, and then uh, uh, I said uh, Shane uh, Buscelli over uh, Kyle Trask. That was that was apparently not. Yeah, not that's a uh, that's quite I, quite the take. I'm not fully on board with that one, but yet again, I, I don't make final takes until I have at least five games through. So, Both of those yeah. guys over Sam Ellinger, because Sam Ellinger sucks. Oh. Sam Ellinger sucks, yeah. But he's also talking about like the QB like five or six of the class. So. No, I understand. But Shane Buscelli is the guy that got kicked out for Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger sucks balls. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Buscelli should be there. They'd be a better team. Yeah, they would be, but too bad. Yeah. Screw Tom Herman. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Hook him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, get your Thursday night players into your primary spots. Get them out of your flex spots. That's my leaving. That's my parting wisdom to our Yep. Um, hopefully, uh, Christian is a voice for this weekend so we can have yeah. a show. And hopefully, as a uh, test cuts back, negative. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Got a COVID test. Fuck that swab. Fuck that shit. Hurt my nose. I dropped the vial. Doesn't feel good. I dropped the vial. I dropped the vial and the guy like visibly rolled his eyes at me. I was like, you're a fucking dick. I'm sorry, dude. Well, you can see it's his eyes. So I'm sure you were like so dead. Like, ah. Yeah. It, was, it was rough, but. Uh, but yeah, got it. fuck that swab. Stay away from COVID, folks. Wear your mask. Yeah, stay away from COVID. Good, good suggestion there, Christian. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. All right. For Randy Hall, Christian Williams, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys next week. We gone.